Everything you know about health is about to change. Welcome to Straight Talk on Health with Dr. Vincent Medici. Sometimes people suffer, not from lack of faith, but from lack of knowledge. This is the show that changes that. If you are tired of being sick, tired of not getting answers, tired of spinning in circles, for healing is not a mystery. It is a miracle that you were designed to experience. It takes hard work and real knowledge. It takes patience and time. It takes the education this show can provide. So get it straight today. Here's Dr. Medici. Good morning. I'm Dr. Vincent Medici, and welcome to the show. First, let me say earlier, happy Mother's Day. Truly, no matter how crazy it is, we have to remember our wonderful mothers. And then again, well, maybe it's better my mother is not alive to see what's happening today. The lies keep stacking up. They truly do. Here's a clip. Judge Janine Janine Pirro interviewing Dr. Burks. I'm going to try to get this so you can all hear this clip. Of course, it's on Fox News. And Dr. Burks has decided to redefine the meaning of herd immunity. I'm going to make a claim that she's redefined it as a means of presenting and endorsing and embellishing the importance of creating the vaccine. Formally speaking, herd immunity meant you let the virus circulate and in that most people are going to develop a rapid, painless immunity to it. You then shorten the life of the virus in the community and, in fact, protect the people you're supposed to protect, those niche groups. Of course, Dr. Burks has a different version of herd immunity. According to her, the only way to achieve herd immunity is to get a vaccine, which, of course, may not be here for another year or two, in which case, what do we do in the meantime? Well, we can leave that to our politicians, Governor Newsom et al., and you can see where that leaves us. So what I want to emphasize in today's show is that we're being set up terribly, and I want you to understand, those of you who have not been affected economically thus far, another two, three months of this, and who knows where we're going to be at. Conservatively speaking, we are entering the Great Depression of the 30s. And where are we going to go after that? So please listen up. And again, happy Mother's Day. All right, I'm going to play this. Just listen. I'll pause it at a certain place along the road. And uh, you'll be able to hear this, although perhaps not quite as loudly as, as my voice. But you'll certainly be able to hear it if you're driving. Just don't. Don't lose focus on the road, but just listen. Here we go. The race for a vaccine intensifies as some states gradually begin to reopen, all while new numbers continue to come in on the number of people actually infected by the coronavirus. Here to talk about the latest stats and the ongoing White House efforts is the White House Coronavirus uh, Response Coordinator, Dr. Deborah Burks. Dr. Burks, thanks so much for being with us this evening. Um, And, of course, Judge Janine is going to do the soft touch. She's not going to get too intense, but she is going to ask Dr. Burks in the next few minutes some very important questions. And, of course, the implication is, Dr. Burks, are we being scammed? Now, Dr. Judge Janine is not going to come forth and actually say that, and that's understandable. I'm going to say it. So let me kind of interpret as we go along. So let me get back to the clip. You know, doctor, I want to start at the beginning, because in the beginning, it was suggested that the mortality rate would be 5% and the numbers are so much higher than what we have seen them to ultimately be. Um, But the CDC never used the complete test base uh, to come up with the lethality statistics. In other words, they didn't use uh, that the number of people who would be exposed to accurately consider the number of people who might be affected by COVID. Okay, this is unbelievable to me in that it is now May 9th. This show previewed this week. Check the February 29th show I did. Check Sinetra Gupta. Check Dr. Witkowski. Check Dr. Gusecki. 
We were all saying this back then, and now it's hitting the news the first week of May. Why would the fact that as we test, the lethality rate drops to something no more perilous than the flu? Are we hearing about this on Fox News on the 9th of May? And although there were smatterings of this, finally we're asking one of the chiefs, one of the people we trusted, her and Fauci, advising our president, creating an economy and a a public forum for how to deal with this. And now we're getting around to admitting on May 9th that, yes, the lethality rate is much lower. And that's only because now we're starting to see how many people were asymptomatic. Do you know how stupid this is? Do you know how you are going to be hurt by this? Do you know what is happening to our economy? Do you know that our governor has plans for phase one and phase two and phase three? Do you know what this is going to do to businesses? And if you're in a corporation and you feel your paycheck is there because they've had their bailout, guess again, because everybody's in the same bed with each other. We all need each other to bounce back rapidly. And the way this is being phased out with these lies, it's not going to happen. I assure you, and I will go on record as I've gone on record since February 29th, that if we do not get our act together on this, And that means make your politicians accountable. That means write to them. That means let them know they will not be voted in. Let them know they will be recalled out of office, starting with the governor to the mayors, to anybody that purports these lies, because you are going to pay and America is going to change. We're not getting out of this unless we confront this. This is not going to go away. You can crawl under a rock and just figure, well, things just kind of like work out for the better. I'm sorry. Sometimes they don't. And this has every earmark of that. Listen to this woman lie. This is Dr. Burks, her response. And die from it. Isn't that a little different from how the CDC evaluated the flu? Because now as we test people, we know more and more people have it, and the lethality rate is so much lower. I think we're learning every day about the virus. Yeah, we're learning every day, lady. I'm sorry. We knew this three months ago, and we're learning every day, and we're letting you run this parade and how it interacts with us as human hosts. And that's been very important to constantly be triangulating data. I think we underestimated very early on the number of asymptomatic. No, Dr. Burks, you underestimated. Fauci underestimated. I didn't underestimate. Witkowski didn't underestimate. Kiseki didn't underestimate. Gupta didn't underestimate. Ioannidis didn't estimate. You underestimated. And you have participated in creating a model for howling to deal with this that is far worse than the disease. That's it for you, lady. Are you listening, America? Is Kbright listening? And what are you prepared to do about it? Cases, And I think we're really beginning to understand that there are people that get infected, that the symptoms are so low grade that they don't even know that they're Really? Infected. Oh, my God. To see that with the New York studies of their... Really? I, I, yo, so thank you so really much. Begin- or and in every other in every other country before they had the antibody test all they could really see are the cases uh, that showed up with serious uh, symptoms see that's not true all the other countries before they tested all they could really see that is not why Witkowski et al was talking the way they were talking and Gupta they were using their brains this is something that Neil Ferguson didn't do so let me ask you a question Dr. Burks in that you didn't listen to Gupta And you adopted the imperial model and turned the world to trash. What made you go 100% in the opposite direction? What made you and Fauci believe that America would see 2.2 million dead and England would see 500,000 dead? Why did you go that way? You made a decision to counsel our president and our government in that direction. Why? Why? You can simply excuse yourself because you didn't have the data. Well, then how do you explain the data you did trust? And wait till I get to Neil Ferguson and what's happened to Neil Ferguson since his lie, and I mean lie, has been exposed. And so things are changing on a day-to-day basis. And doctor, you know, the CDC is mandating that deaths uh, that are affected by COVID 
be attributable to COVID. So um, if, if, if the cause of death, if someone is in a hospital and say is dying of cancer or uh, has a heart problem, if you've got doctors or nurses uh, wearing the same uh, PPE uh, uh, equipment, uh, who may be transferring the uh, COVID uh, on a on the skin or in a nasal passage, but it's not in the blood. Isn't it unfair to kind of estimate or suggest that those deaths that aren't actually caused by COVID are attributable to COVID if COVID is anywhere in the in the symptoms of the of the deceased? Now, what Judge Janine in a rather tactful way is trying to get Dr. Burks to deal with is the fact that the COVID death rates, the numbers we are attributing each day are inflated. And this was a dramatic change. Of course, there are many doctors saying this because, well, compared to the flu, and I'm going to get into this later because I want to get back to the clip. But what Judge Jeanine is trying to prod Burks, who's about to completely duck the question, she's not going to ask, answer the question. And in a nutshell, what it means is you're 85 years old, you have congestive heart failure, you catch this flu, you catch the COVID virus, you can't breathe, you come into the hospital, you die of congestive heart failure. They're going to write down the cause of death is COVID-19. This is not what was done with the flu. The protocol for filling out a death certificate has been changed. Now, Janine's not going to get into that. I am and have and will. And I'm going to show you the death certificate. So you can, if you get to the website, that's straighttalk.cc, that you can look at the death certificate. And they're changing the way you fill it out. Now, this was a mandate by the CDC a bunch of weeks ago, about eight weeks ago, they told doctors, and as the Bakerfields doctors are saying at all, doctors are being pressured to fill out their certificates a certain way. And all it comes down to is if you've got a disease and unfortunately that disease is going to shorten your life and take it, late stage cancer, late stage emphysema, all sorts of things like this, in your rush to ER, if you've got COVID, if you've even got COVID, as Janine is saying, up in your nasopharynx, it hasn't even gotten into a full-grade virus. It's simply that when they swab your nose, they see you've been exposed to the virus while you've been in the hospital and you pass from your disease, they call it COVID. This is being done rampantly and it's bumping up the COVID deaths per day. So when they say whether it's Worldometer or the CDC, there's been 2,000 deaths today. How many of those deaths fit this description? And how inflated, therefore, are these deaths? And this is what Janine is getting at. You're going to listen to Burks not even answer it. And she knows what she's doing. Well, this is a very complex virus, and I want to be very... This is the first misdirection. We didn't ask you about the complexity of the virus, lady. We know that people who that have disease are susceptible, and then when they get rushed to ER, late-stage emphysema, in conjunction with the virus, can cause a death. The point is, when we docked the flu, we always said that the cause of disease was the emphysema. Now it's COVID-19, and this is what's bumping up the numbers. Or should we simply say that the worst flus don't take 80,000, they take 200,000, and thus we can compare it to COVID, which has taken 70,000, 80,000 at this point. Either way, here's the agenda. The agenda is to marginalize the flu and maximize COVID death. Because once we do that, then no one can say, this is just like a flu. Why are we shutting down the world because of something no worse than a flu? You can't say that when the death rates are so different and so let's synthetically guarantee that they will be and this is the scam and of course where are we left we're left with bill gates and mandatory vaccines and that is the way we're going not to mention a little sidekick and i'll say it on air armstrong's call them armstrong's nursery that's right more and more stores are doing this they're not taking cash my fellow christians what does that tell you? Now we don't take cash because of the virus. Now we're going to be basically 
inoculated against our will because of virus as in general. Now, in addition to which, you're going to have a card if Bill Gates gets his way and the money and the consortium gets its way. You're going to have a card, and on that card, and perhaps that card will just be a chip in your wrist, you're going to be screened and off that determined whether or not you get sanctioned to different venues, including your bank account, which is controlled by a microchip. Add it up, my friends, fellow Christians. Remember, remember I'm saying this to you. Don't let this rat get away. Don't, because it's coming back. If we get out of COVID-19, this mandate has begun, and you have to vote your politicians out, those who are on the wrong side of the fence. I beg of you to understand this. Now, Dr. Burks is going to sideswipe Dr. Janine's question I'll shut up for a minute and let you hear this. Clear. It's highly transmissible, very infectious, and a lot of people have become infected. And what we've known now from the very beginning, if you have comorbidities, if you have heart disease, if you have diabetes, if you have asthma, if you have cancer, if you're immunosuppressed, all of those issues make you susceptible to a much more difficult course. And still we're seeing the majority of the people that we're losing to this disease have those other diseases that you just described. How does this answer Janine's question? Janine is simply saying, Burks, if somebody comes in because they have congestive heart failure and they're exposed to the virus and you do a nasopharyngeal swab and it shows that you're positive for the virus, is it really correct and fair and authentic to write down that the cause of death is COVID-19? That was Janine's question. How did Burks answer it? Think about that. Get on the website. This will be posted to my website. Listen to it slowly. Analyze it yourself and understand the scam. And so I do believe that a lot of the diseases we're seeing in the hospital right now, yes, they may have pre-existing conditions, but those pre-existing conditions are resulting in them having a much more serious course when they're infected with this virus. Thank you for nothing. And, and finally, doctor, is, isn't it, uh, 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 wouldn't it be a better idea to have those low-risk individuals um, uh, uh, who are now being isolated, um, even if they are infected, uh, isn't it a better idea to allow them to go out and at least start to develop the herd immunity that we need uh, because they're only going to develop the disease in a very, very mild way. And isn't the herd immunity essential to ultimately getting rid of this virus until at the very least we get a vaccine? Well, the most important way to get rid of this virus is to get a vaccine, as you described. Um, when you, we've always used the term herd immunity when it comes to vaccination. No one would use that term in general. It okay, now there she is. That is the Antichrist. Did you hear what I said? That's the Antichrist. Whatever is speaking through this woman's mouth is not God. It is not care. This is a clone. At best, it's a clone. And this is a beast. Because what the woman just said, and you'll hear Dr. Gusecki of Sweden and Dr. Wachowski of the Rockefeller Institute disagree sharply with this idiocy. What she just said is that the only real meaning for the term herd immunity is a vaccine. And that no one would use the term herd immunity in general. I don't believe I heard this. I heard it this week. I didn't believe I heard it. I mean, you can lie, you can exaggerate, you can change the death certificates. You can overlook the fact that many of our politicians have cut deals with China. You can look at the fact that the WHO and China were too friendly. You can overlook the fact that Dr. Fauci has investments, large investments in the vaccine industry. You can overlook all of this, but now they're actually going to get on air and change the definition of herd immunity. Do you hear what she just said? She just said that herd immunity has nothing to do with anything outside a vaccine. I'm flabbergasted. I don't want to do shows on COVID-19 anymore. I just want to close the book and get on 
to what you do to get healthy. But every time I turn around, there's a bigger monstrosity. And I am telling you, I speak first to my fellow Christians. This is not going to stop. This is not going to stop until you live a very different life and we no longer live in America. That is where this is going. That writing is on the wall. You have got to contact your politicians. Recall the governor. Recall your mayors. Make them know through the ballot box that they will not be reelected. Civil disobedience. Nothing illegal. Nothing our Constitution doesn't guarantee us. Nothing disrespectful. Just utilizing your rights as citizens. I don't believe what this woman just said. Herd immunity simply means that due to the evolution of an immunity in response to an infection, a virus in this case, enough people develop resistance to it so that on the whole the population becomes protected. So I'll make it black and white. Grandpa lives in a house. Grandma lives in a house. Grandma is isolating from the community because she's vulnerable. But she has to eat food. So she orders from DoorDash. The faster the virus spreads through the community, now catch this, the faster the virus spreads through the community by contact, which is what Gusecki and Witkowski and Ioannidis and Dr. Katz and the Bakerfields doctors and everybody else are saying, the faster it moves through the community, without overloading the hospitals, which it never did. The faster it moves through the community, the faster DoorDash that comes to Grandma's house isn't going to be infecting her because the person doing the delivery will have immunity. In other words, they won't be transmitting because their immune system will bring the titer of the virus so low that there's nothing to transmit to Grandma. That is how you protect people. So the intelligent model should have been from the onset, from the second it came out of China, it should have been to sequester the old, sequester the old age homes, sequester or at least give people an opportunity to be sequestered until through mixing of the virus, everybody else like you and me who might get the sniffle or won't even know we get it develop immunity and the combination of herd immunity and sequestering the vulnerable would have minimized damage and not flipped the world upside down but no what did we do we listened to neil ferguson and i'm going to get to him in a minute neil ferguson telling us that two million will die that 500,000 will die in the UK. And we flipped our heads upside down and made the world crawl under a rock. And as Gusecki's going to point out, how do we get out of this now? See, after you do this and develop a mentality and denying herd immunity, because that's what we've done by sequestering everybody, by sequestering the little children who weren't ever going to get it and who to this day are at about 0.1 if less percentile. By sequestering them, what you're guaranteeing everyone is, is that when you start staging out of this lockdown, as you begin staging out of it in phases, you're going to see the death rates spike again. And what is the media going to do in collusion with the politicians? They're going to say, you see, we gave you back some privilege and you abused it or it's too early to do it, and we're going to have to go into lockdown again. They are going to carry, if you do not stop this, this agenda all the way to January. It will go there if you don't do anything about it. So I don't care that on May 15th we're going to phase one, as Newsom says, out of restriction. The minute we see the spikes, and it is likely, I can't say 100%, Gusecki thinks 100%, I can't say 100% true, but when we come out of lockdown, phase one, on May 15th, which is five days, the minute we see numbers spike, you know what you're going to hear? Start thinking about September. Do you understand? Your call. Your call, America. Your call, my fellow Christians. Your call, K. Bright. Listen to this.
discussing a pandemic and letting a pandemic run out with this level of mortality that we see with comorbidities. We have to remember that in America, we have a lot of people, even young people with diabetes and asthma and hypertension. And so protect. And so now what she's going to say is you got to catch this. So get on the website later. That's straightdoc.cc and listen to this video clip. What she's going to say, Burks, is you can't sequester any segment of the population. The reason being, yes, the old and the old that have morbidity, yes. But how many young people are diabetic? How many young people are obese? In the end, we don't know where the niche vulnerable groups are. And that's why it's good for everybody to sequester. Statistically, under the age of 70 years old, those who have died, comorbidity or not, under the age of 70, do you know how tiny that percentage is? It's a very small percentage of the deaths. Very small. It's, I have to get the percentage. It's like 1%. It's, it's minute. And the point is, regardless of the percentage, weigh that against the cost. So what Burks is saying is, perhaps, you know, we could have adopted the Swedish model. We could have sequestered the elderly, those with comorbidity, but we don't know who's got these problems. And so the only reasonable thing to do is hide under a rock and wait until a vaccine. Dr. Burks, go to hell. Did you hear that? Truly, you were either stupid, you are ignorant, you are afraid, or you are bought. And I'm telling you on record, I smell collusion with the vaccine industry. Them really becomes very critical because they can have a very difficult course. And so, if we knew everybody who would do well off uh, right weeks, so Let's get to Kiseki. seven weeks. Okay, all of us tonight. This, at the point we are now, um, what you're advocating, then let it run, please protect those groups better. Mm. And as far as the rest of the population is, is concerned, we just allow it to pass through the population. Essentially. Essentially, yes. Uh, which is, I mean, I know that it's now... Herd immunity, yes. Herd immunity. What's commonly understood by what we call the... Herd Let the show run, sorry. please, Joel. 30 seconds. You mentioned in the piece that, in fact, you think containment would prolong the duration 15 of the, seconds. the virus. Yes. Can you talk about that? With all respiratory diseases, the only thing that stops the disease is herd immunity. Happy Mother's Day. We'll see you next week. Okay, that's a wrap. Don't forget to get to Dr. Medici's website at drmedici.com to look at the pictures and review the show as often as you wish. See you next week. Part two. Here we go. Well, I had to express myself to Dr. Burks. You know, I hate to do that. But man, something stinks. I mean, these are not stupid people. Fauci is not a stupid man. How did Burks and Fauci trust the Ferguson model? You're on the website. I'm Dr. Vincent Medici. This is Straight Talk on Health. Thank you for your comments. Lots of people love the first half of the show. Check this Article 1 out. Neil Ferguson is a rat. This guy needs, he needs a smack. Check the article out. Professor Lockdown Modeler Resigns in Disgrace. I almost feel bad for this guy. You know, I pride myself in reading faces. This is a miserable human being. He was miserable long before this happened. But really, that's all irrelevant. What's relevant is, well, read the article. Let's take our time that we can. Ferguson's the British academic who created the infamous imperial college model guys check my show as early as february late march early march check the show challenging the imperial college model was oxford college and that was sinetra gupta 
out of England, Oxford, stating that she thought by the time the lockdown started, by the time Boris Johnson turned around and decided to do the social distancing, more militant lockdown, Gupta Singh, half of England, was already affected. I kid you not, in the end, this is what we're going to find. Gusecki's saying it, everyone's saying it. We're just not letting it translate into social policy. Half the reason, not half the reason, the biggest part of the reason California, out of 40 million people to date, May 9th, only has 2,600 deaths, is not the quarantine. It is because months earlier, this virus was mixing through the population. We already achieved some semblance of herd immunity. That Dr. Burks disregards against Witkowski, Gusecki, the notion that herd immunity is the context in which we should define social policy on this virus, I don't know what else to say but go to hell. Help me out here. Help me. She looks like a nice woman. Dr. Fauci looks like the local priest. He went to the same high school, basically, that I did in New York City. I don't get it. Something stinks. It's almost too time to have this, too late to have these discussions. It really is. I've been discussing this since February 29th. Now it's about what are we going to do? Well, you can't do anything illegal. You can't do anything stupid. You don't want to do anything irrational. But what you can do that we, uh, you got to admit, don't generally do is send a letter to the governor and tell him we're going to call for your recall. You will not get our vote in the ballot box. This is not going to be forgotten. And if you planned on a second term, forget it. That's what you can do. And you can add your congressman to that, your state senator to that, your local city reps to that. You can be heard. This is the way to do it, not to mention demonstration. You know, demonstrations a murkier road only when we see numbers. I mean, God bless the demonstrators up in Sacramento a few weeks ago, but, you know, 20,000 people, and you can't knock it, and I don't. But we need massive demonstration. We need 500,000. We need a million people up in Sacramento. Let the governor listen to a million people. Because, you see, they do a certain kind of math, and for every person, they multiply it by 50. That's the way it goes. If we can put a half a million people in Central Park 30 years ago to listen to Diana Ross or Elton John or Simon and Garfunkel, we can put half a million people up in Sacramento to tell Governor Newsom to rescind this idiocy. Okay, enough. Neil Ferguson is the British academic who created the imperial model that said 500,000 deaths. Johnson, Boris Johnson of the UK, promptly abandon its Sweden-like social distancing approach. And Ferguson's model, which influenced the United States to make lockdown moves with its shocking prediction of over 2 million dead. Now you've heard President Trump say how many times was 2 million dead the prediction, and of course, you know, Trump being Trump is going to use that. But that's what our politicians were told. We have a plague, it's going to kill two million of us. Get radical. I don't fully commit to this statement, but in a sense, these radical lockdowns could be understood because this is what the CDC, Dr. Fauci, and Dr. Burks told us to believe. Now, listen to what they told us to believe, and then this is my point. Scroll down. Gusecki, Johan Gusecki former chief scientist for the European Center for Disease Control, that's the CDC out of Europe, has called Ferguson's model the most influential scientific paper in memory. He also said, sadly, it was one of the most wrong. With all its influence, so on and so on. Ferguson's blah, blah, blah. Elon Musk, for what it's worth, calls Ferguson an utter tool who does absurdly fake science. Now, here is this. Jay Schnitzer, an expert in vascular biology and a former scientific director of the Sidney Kimmel Cancer Center in San Diego, tells me, 
I'm normally reluctant to say this about a scientist, but he, meaning Ferguson, dances on the edge of being a publicity-seeking charlatan. Indeed, Ferguson's Imperial College model has been proven wildly inadequate, inaccurate. To cite just one example, it saw Sweden paying a huge price for no lockdown. With 40,000 COVID dent by May 1st, 100,000 by June, Sweden now has 28.54 and its death rate peaked two weeks ago. There it is in a nutshell. And as this article ends, read it on your own later. Last sentence. So the real scandal is, why did anyone ever listen to Neil Ferguson? And that's my point. So the real scandal is, why did anyone ever listen to this guy? That's what you have to ask Dr. Fauci. That's what you have to ask Dr. Burks. That's what you have to ask the CDC. That's what you have to ask Bill Gates. And then you have to find the money. And when I hear Dr. Burks dismiss the notion of herd immunity, Something at Gusecki, something at Witkowski, something at Ioannidis, etc. All support strongly. Something it really is the hard science. And turn around and say no one would use the term herd immunity outside vaccinations. What else can I say but go to hell? Because that's the devil. Because what's this costing us? This is incalculable. Now we have till May 15th. If our lockdown does not move rapidly from phase one to phase two, if it, as Gistecki is saying, now that we come out from hiding under a rock, death rates go up. If that happens, I don't know that's going to happen. I think personally, and I'm not going to go on record saying I'm certain, but it is just as likely from what, if you follow California, see, now I don't understand, I don't know the rest of the nation but if you follow california the trend would suggest that we will not see death rates spike when we come out of the lockdown and one of the reasons is we already had herd immunity most of the people that are locked down the vast majority are already immune so keep your fingers crossed i can't be 100 percent but we're not going to see any huge spikes and if we do i tell you right now look to look to people who are manipulating statistics. And yes, this is another discussion, and we're going to get to this. All right, let's scroll on back. So much for Mr. Ferguson. God willing, we never hear from him again. Dr. Burks, uh, you know, we kind of went through this in part one. Let's just get on clip one, the Dr. Burks interview with Dr. Janine. You know, Dr. Dr. Janine was being really mellow with her questioning. She knew where she was going with her questioning. And if you're listening to part one of this show, which will be which is posted part one. I said Dr. Janine is being uh, Judge Janine is being kind of mellow. But Judge Janine is no dummy. She knows where she was going. And what you hear Burks do is completely sideswipe the questioning. For a phase one, if I can steal that term, for a phase one level of interrogation, I think Judge Janine did wonderfully. I'll follow up. It's interesting, you know, whether it's Rush Limbaugh, whether it's Judge Janine, whether it's Bill Maher. It's been very interesting to me and understandable, so it's not a criticism, but the political people, the media people, the intellectual types, the, they don't really understand science. And I say that only because perhaps that's why everyone's been a little slow to figure this out. You really had to have the science down from the beginning to smell a liar. You really did. So I think that's the context in which I understand why we're having these discussions now. My point is, why is Judge Janine having this discussion with Dr. Burks on May 9th? Because all the data's in. You could figure this out by the end of February. Michael Levitt, the biophysicist Nobel laureate out of Stanford, was doing and crunching his numbers back then, watching China, and had this opinion. 
and so did Ioannidis. So I think maybe the bottom line is you had to have a real grip on the science to get to that conclusion earlier. Better late than never, America. All right. I'm going to bring this to Gostecki. I'm going to get the... Okay. All right, Dr. Deborah Burks, thanks so much for being with us tonight. This, at the point we are now, um, what you're... This is a Perspectives on the Pandemic. There's an Englishman. I don't know his name. I have to find his name. He's an excellent interviewer. I think it's called Unheard. He's really done a great job. But we cut after talking to Dr. Burks. Um, we cut to John Johan Gesecki. Gesecki, I call it Gesecki. I apologize if that's co not quite accurate. But Dr. Gesecki's, I, I put his credentials on one of my former shows. This guy's impeccable. He is impeccable. And Sweden is on the downward spiral now with the deaths. Sweden did it. Sweden is going to emerge as the hero. And Gesecki, now, it's not in this interview, but Gesecki's point is to the rest of us, America included, England, uh, how are you going to accommodate what happens when you come out of lockdown? And Gusecki said that when you come out of lockdown, you're going to see deaths go way up again. Italy, Spain, France. And did you think about that in the first place? And what he's saying, even though I got to tell you, I thought he was a little shy on this. What he's saying is, is you should have done herd immunity. Now, he says it anyway. You're going to hear him say it. The interviewer, who I think is very good, this, this guy, is going to bring Gusecki to the point where Gusecki says, yes, herd immunity. And this, of course, is the main point. What we should have done and what we need to do now is if you're vulnerable, if we wanted to send our resources somewhere, it would be to protect the people who are vulnerable. And that means older people with comorbidity. This crap about, well, some 20-year-old could have diabetes and he could be obese and he could be vulnerable and since he might be vulnerable, well, then really, let's just all stay under a rock and starve to death. This is stupid. And this, of course, is what Dr. Burks is suggesting. I mean, listen to it. What we want to do if we care and we want to be effective is have the elderly stay sequestered and offer them the financial resources to facilitate their life while they stay sequestered until we achieve such massive amount of herd immunity, not to be questioned by Burks, because that's asinine. If we already know in Burks's admission, in Fauci's admission, that many of us, to most of us, and it will be most of us, have developed immunity to it, this is how you protect the elderly. And so in this little shade of gray zone, the next two, three months, we could offer the elderly, the vulnerable, someone who's young that thinks they're vulnerable, perhaps an opportunity to make the finances and resources behind what it takes to sequester a little bit easier. That would have been a smart use of our time and our money and our resources. And this is what Gusecki is saying. And Gusecki admitting that Sweden didn't do this with the old age homes and saying that's what even Sweden should have done. Listen, I've left a lot of space for people before I've gotten this nasty. But at this point, when I see what's coming down, when I listen to Gil Garcetti, if you watched him the other day talk to Los Angeles like a bunch of stupid dogs on how they get spanked if they don't follow rules, and rules include working out, exercising. Think about this. In a public park, jogging on a Saturday morning in a public park in the middle of the summer with a face mask on. This guy's insane. Gavin Newsom is just, I don't want to even comment on that guy. So listen to Kaseki. We protect those groups better. Mm. And as far as the rest of the population is, is concerned, we just allow it to pass through the population. Essentially. Essentially, yes. Uh, which is 
I mean, I know that it's now heard immunity. Yes, that's what's commonly understood by what we call the herd immunity strategy. You see, Gusecki's getting a little tired of the attack. If you check my my site, I have clips of him very eloquently just saying herd immunity is the way you do this. It's interesting in this interview, he pauses a little bit, kind of mumbles it almost, and then the interviewer picks it up and makes him repeat it. These guys get tired. I've seen this with AIDS research. The real champions of it disappear. They get sick of it. They're under attack. They're being criticized. Maybe they fear for their life. That's why I like Witkowski the most. Listen to Witkowski. You mentioned in the piece that, in fact, you think containment would prolong the duration of the, the virus. Yes. Can you talk about that? With all respiratory diseases, the only thing that stops the disease is herd immunity. The race for and that's Witkowski. And again, what Witkowski is saying is, unless you do it by allowing the virus to mix, albeit sequestering the vulnerable, the virus will not pass. You will lengthen the time in which we're under siege. And that just may have played into the hands of the people who wanted this to happen. Because I'm going to make the claim, and the claim is, is that we're moving in the wrong direction we're moving towards a totalitarian state under the guise of this virus. Our civil liberties are being corrupted. And in the end, the argument's going to be there's nothing we can do but get the virus to save America. And this is the devil. There's no other way to look at this. All right. Article 2, death certificates in the CDC. If you look at video clip 2, how honest is the COVID fatality count. Dr. Scott Jensen is a Minnesota state senator. Excuse me. He's the senator to the federal government. He's a congress. He is the elected senator in the state of Minnesota to the federal level. That's a big position. He is a medical doctor. He is being asked by a wonderful interviewer how honest is the COVID fatality count? This is Dr. Scott Jensen. And in a very soft-spoken way, he's about to tell you he knows doctors are being pressured to put all the blame on COVID when they never did that for the flu epidemics. Never. And that this is jacking up the numbers. But before we get to him, I want you to go to Article 2. I was just talking about video clip 2. I want you to go to Article 2, Death Certificates in the CDC, and I want you to see what this looks like. I got this off a 90-minute webinar that was for medical doctors to learn to fill out the certificate. This is a new memorandum from the CDC. That's what Dr. Jensen is talking about. To tell medical doctors how to fill out the death certificate, hyperinflating the deaths attributed to COVID-19. And this is the game because the argument is going to be, well, if you compare this to the flu, you can see COVID is infinitely more dangerous than the flu. It's five, six, ten times more dangerous than the flu. We're going to pump these numbers up to 200, 300,000, and then we have the perfect, the perfect argument to crawl under a rock and wait for the vaccine. And the way you have to do that is by reducing flu, increasing COVID numbers. And this is what they're doing now. Now, it's all about the death certificate because it's off the death certificate that we calculate the number of deaths. And so what you see here is the death certificate, and they have three, level, three lines, line A, line B, and line C. Line C is the underlying cause. Line C is what counts. Doctors are being told, if you have a bad heart and you can't breathe because you get the virus or because you get the virus in the hospital, 
There's a different scenario there. You don't have the virus, you have a bad heart. You need help. You go to the hospital, you get the virus. Or you're at home, you have a bad heart, delivery boy delivers food, you get the virus. Either way. But when you go to the hospital, if you die, say, of a heart attack, that goes on line A. If you go into respiratory distress syndrome, it goes on line A. Line B, if you die of respiratory distress syndrome, you can't breathe, you put on line B pneumonia. If you die of a heart attack, perhaps on line B, you put congestive heart failure or cardiovascular disease. But here's the key. In both cases, regardless of why you're there and what happens, on line C, doctors now, for the first time, unlike the flu, are being told to fill line C in with COVID-19. That's what goes into the statistic to the CDC, and the fatality rates go up. This is the new scam. And I have articles on the site from last week. I have a 2009 Wall Street Journal article talking about the 2009 flu and stating that the problem for the flu was doctors were doing exactly this, saying that the flu, excuse me, the 2009 article, it's on my last week's show, was saying that doctors for the flu in 2009 on line C were putting congestive heart failure or cardiovascular disease and not reporting the flu. So this practice that Jensen and this new practice that the CDC is requiring was clearly not the old practice, thus the article from 2009, and thus what we all know that Formally, if you had a heart attack or congestive heart failure or emphysema and you had the flu and you died, it would count as the disease, the emphysema, the cardiovascular disease, the heart attack, etc. It's changed. That's the scam. All right, so right now in America, we've got about 80,000 deaths. That's as bad a flu as we've had in a long, long time. And if we continue to see a couple of thousand a day, by the end of the month, we're going to be at 150,000 deaths. And if people don't understand the shenanigans that are occurring with the math, with the reporting, with the inflated COVID deaths, then the argument's going to be the flu wasn't dangerous. COVID's dangerous because the worst flu took 60 to 80,000, although that's not true. We had one, I think, in 1960 or 58. I got to get the statistics. It took 100,000. But 60, 80, 100,000 to the flu, if these numbers pump up to 150, 60, 80, 200,000 and start to fulfill one of the great guesses of the CDC, remember, when it came down from 2 million, it went to 100 to 200,000, then it went down to 60,000 as we just spin marbles. Well, if they can make an argument for 150 to 200,000, how do you think this is going to look in terms of the quarantine? Kiss your summer goodbye. Kiss the fall season goodbye. We will be in the largest depression beyond the Great Depression. And it's a lie. These numbers are being grossly exaggerated because they've changed the reporting. So you listen to Dr. Jensen here. We're going to take our time with this. I'm going to scroll ahead. That the governor is using to make these decisions. Shortly on the phone. Have you yet seen the information that's going into these U of M models that the governor is using to make these decisions? No, we have not. Uh, we have asked for those, and we were told by the governor's office that we would receive the data tonight. And so we're hoping to see what the assumptions are and what the data is. Uh, but at this point in time, we have not. So I just want to be clear for our audience, sir. You've got a governor of a state that is making executive orders, stay-at-home orders that right now is cratering your economy, 
Uh, we don't know what data is being used, and yet you as a state senator, as a doctor, have not seen that data that's being used for our governor to make these decisions. No, we have not. And um, Does, that, does that, that concern you? I mean, shouldn't the people of Minnesota be screaming right now? Well, I think, you know, Minnesota nice. We want to, we want to be good soldiers and that, but... You know, that's the, the sweet people of Minnesota, Wisconsin. You know, New York... Uh, they'll be screaming. They're going to be screaming soon. I'm screaming. You know, people are slow to get to this point. But you see, there's something coming here. And we're going to be in a position fairly soon where we're not going to be eating. And I know that sounds absolutely so far off. There's a certain point where you got to do the math. We have to get back to a full flow of economic trade. And even if we go into phase one and then phase two, just that in itself. Listen to this interview a little more. I think that people are starting to say, hold it now. We need to have a deeper understanding of this, and we're not getting it. I think that well, in Minnesota... As a physician, I received an email last week, agency, in terms of I'm scrolling how to ahead. do a death certificate. But basically, here it is. Vital Statistics uh, Agency, in terms of how to Department of Health, Coach. Okay, here it is. This is the comment he made, and that's kind of all. You can listen to this by yourself. This is kind of all I wanted you to get out of this medical doctor, who's also state senator to the federal level from Minnesota, Dr. Scott Jensen. Listen to what he has to say. ...me on how to fill out death certificates. And I'm a physician. I received an email last week from the Department of Health coaching me on how to fill out death certificates. And I've never really received coaching from the Vital Statistics uh, Agency in terms of how to do a death certificate. But basically, I felt like they were saying... You know, you don't have to have a confirmed laboratory test for COVID-19 in order to make the death certificate be COVID-19. So wait, 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 wait. Uh, uh, sir, 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 I don't mean to interrupt you, but that and what you just said, I think is critically important. Can you repeat what you just said, please? Well, last Friday, I received a seven-page document that sort of told me that if I had an 86-year-old patient that had pneumonia but was never tested for COVID-19, but sometime after she came down with pneumonia, we learned that she had been exposed to her son who had no symptoms, but later on was identified with COVID-19, that it would be appropriate to diagnose on the death certificate COVID-19. Now, we've not done that. If someone has the pneumonia after, and it's in the middle of a flu epidemic, and I don't have a test on influenza, I don't diagnose influenza on the death certificate. I will say uh, this elderly patient sure. died of pneumonia. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I, I, my heart is sinking right now as you're telling me this. You're, you know, I really love this interviewer here. I got to get his name. He's from one of the local TV stations, and he nailed it. My heart is sinking. What are we doing? This is being done all over the United States. There are many physicians who are being pressured into doing this, and they're buckling. You know, medicine changed, guys. It happened during the Clinton administration in the 90s. There was a push towards socialized medicine. This is before we heard of megaliths like Kaiser Permanente running the show. This is before we really had another level of managed care. And the result of all of this was that doctors lost. They lost their cojones. They lost their status, their esteem. They lost their ability to wedge their feet into the earth and say, no, look, I'm the doctor. I'll do what I want to do. Doctors became just providers of the corporation. They lost their power. This is what happened. I was there for this. I know the nuances of this. And the net result come 30 years later. Simple. When your superiors say, Dr. Smith, make sure this goes down as COVID, you buckle or you don't work. You don't work. You're thrown out of the bureau, so to speak. 
And this is going on all over the United States. So if we go up to Worldometer, if you go to the top, underneath Article 1, Neil Ferguson is a rat. Go to Statistics Coronavirus by Worldometer and just click the statistics. These are the world statistics, and you can scroll down the United States. And if you click the United States and you go to yesterday, yesterday the United States lost 1,687 people. And this is down for a couple of days ago where for the last two or three days we lost about 2,000-something people. And these rates should be coming down now. And they will come down. And you see, the virus in Italy, the virus in Spain, the virus in Sweden, the virus in England, the virus in, in, in France generally follow an eight to maybe ten week cycle. So over eight weeks, over ten weeks, the virus sweeps up and then it sweeps down. And we're on the verge of that now in America. If we don't see that, that's the first time spanning the globe where we didn't. And that makes me very suspicious. And when I listen to guys like Jensen or the Bakersfield doctors say they're being pressured, and when I know what the agenda is, it breaks my heart too, like that commentator is saying. Here's a way, different way to look at it. New York lost 220 people yesterday. That's 220 people. Those numbers are down, 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 and down. So what's the big hullabaloo about now? Across the nation, your numbers are dirt low. You can go to car accidents in a day. You can go to suicides in a day. You can go to death to cancer for the day. These numbers are meaningless. Not completely. We have to be respectful. But nonetheless, you're talking about the relative stress. And on that basis, why are we still in lockdown? Now, Gustecki is saying, when you come out of lockdown, when New Jersey comes out of lockdown, when New York comes out of lockdown, the numbers are going to go up again. I hope he's wrong. I really hope he's wrong. But, you know, Sweden never went into lockdown. Their death numbers are extremely low. And there's always some idiot that's going to compare it to South Korea or Norway. There's always some idiot that's going to shift focus. There's always some idiot that's going to make the whole conversation about there's nothing you can do but hide under a rock and wait for a vaccine and live in fear and starve and suffer and beg the government for a handout. There's always going to be somebody there insisting that most of our media is that idiot. But if you just look at it, yeah, 26,000 people in New York. And what is it? 10, 11, 12 million people? Look at California. 26, 27. And there's 40 million people in California. Florida. Florida is a state we ought to look at. Because the state of Florida only had 1,700 deaths. The population in the state of Florida is large. The population in the state of Florida for 2020 the population in the state of Florida for 2020 is 22 million people. Florida has 22 million people. So let's get this one correct. Florida's got 22 million people and it's had 1,700 deaths. It's out of lockdown, and it only had... It's been out of lockdown for two weeks, and it only had 69 deaths yesterday. Look at the state of Florida. This is what I'm keeping my fingers crossed with, because the state of California, I would probably bet, is going to go like Florida did. First of all, neither state ever had a lot of deaths. Whether you go to the case mortality rate in the state of Florida, whether you go to the case mortality rate in the state of California, whether you go to the mortality rate in the state of California, or the mortality rate in the state of Florida, they are both dirt low. 
case mortality rate being the number of deaths divided by the number of people who've been exposed. Mortality rate being the number of deaths divided by the number of people in the population of the state. There are two different things. In both cases, Florida and California, extremely low. And there are many, 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 many other states. The threat that when California comes out, we got to be very careful and phase it because the death rates are going to skyrocket. What death rates? But Florida is a proof because its death rate stabilized. It came out of lockdown. It never really went into lockdown. It did what the Swedes did. End of conversation as far as I'm concerned. The Swedes have shown this was the reasonable way to do this. But if you listen to Gavin Newsom, if you listen to Gil Garcetti, if you listen to that witch, Gretchen whoever, in the state of Michigan, what have we done, America? That's it. I can't wait not to be discussing this anymore. I have a lot of projects. What I'm going to do, I'm putting together a group of 20 people or a very large email list. I'm going to do this small. I'm going to put together a group of 20 people, and I don't care what your health concern is. If you can embrace the right perspective, you can move the ball of health. It's about 20 people not to cure disease. It's to build health and let the health of your body deal with the disease. It's a very specific claim. It's a claim you should embrace. It's a claim that's your inalienable right to claim. And that's health through natural health. And this is something, because of all this insanity, we haven't had enough time to discuss in the context of the coronavirus. I began, and then what I saw coming just took precedent. I want to get back to that. Look forward to my letter for the webinar. I'm going to assemble that group with all the specifics within the week. It's time to get to the other side, and let's stay on the bright side and on the more optimistic side that we have enough consciousness, that we have enough people of good faith to prevail against what is clearly a dark force. That's it for me. God bless you. Happy Mother's Day. I'll see you next week.